This is Toastcaster, Volume 18, Podcast for Toastmasters. Your host, Greg Gazin. This episode, The Club Coach Experience. Hello and welcome to Toastcaster, podcast for Toastmasters. Today we're going to do a session on club coach experience. And we have a special guest today, Doug Doty from District 19. He's the District 19 governor, and he's very interested in the club coaching program. You see, District 19 has a large number of smaller clubs, and therefore club coaching is a very large aspect of their district culture. Doug has been a Toastmaster for seven years. He's a distinguished Toastmaster. He currently lives in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, but is originally from New Brunswick, Canada. Doug presented at the District 42 conference in Red Deer in the fall of 2008. Again, he's very involved in the club coaching program, very active in District 19. After Doug's presentation at the session in Red Deer, I felt it would be really good experience for him to share that with some of the people around the world who really didn't have an opportunity to be there in Red Deer. So good morning, Doug. Good morning, Greg. So Doug, thank you for being here today, and I understand that you have a tremendous passion for for club coaching, and maybe you can share a little bit of that with us today. Okay, I'll try. (laughs) Club coaching, what are the qualities of a club coach? The qualities of a club coach, there's no unique set of qualities. Everybody could be a club coach. What you want is somebody who is objective, they're hardworking, they're open-minded, they're flexible, they have to be energetic, they have to be self-motivated, and probably one of the most important things is they really have to believe in the Toastmasters product. You know, we did talk about club coaching for an extended period of time before, before we had this little session, and of course, I didn't even ask you to tell me what a club coach is. A club coach is a Toastmaster who comes into a club. They usually aren't members of the club. They come into the club and they help rebuild a club so that a club can reach the distinguished status under the distinguished club program. Now, does a coach have to have a certain designation? Do they have to be a DTM? No, absolutely not. In fact, being a club coach is one of the requirements for getting your advanced leader silver. So any really any Toastmaster that has a desire to improve his skills and, and make a difference can really be a club coach. Absolutely. Now what about the clubs themselves? Can any club get a club coach? No, there are certain requirements for the club coach program. According to TI's club coach program, any club that is at 12 members or fewer can apply for a club coach. Okay, so is that something that happens automatically? No, absolutely not. In fact, several smaller clubs don't feel they need a coach. Really? And why would that be? They've been operating for X number of years, and they've been getting along just fine without one thank you very much, and they don't want some outsider coming in and telling them how they want to run their show. (laughs) So a club would then really have to ask for help then? Absolutely. A club coach is not something that you can have thrust upon you. You have to have the buy-in from the club, and then that coach has to be appointed by the district governor. Okay, so can an area or a division governor or a club president make recommendations to the district governor for that? Absolutely. The area governor can come into the club on his 
visit, he can find out that, gee, this club only has 10 people. He can make a recommendation on the area governor's visit form that this club could benefit from a club coach. Okay, so now I understand that a club can have up to two coaches. That's correct. How long is the term and how does that work? The term can be up to two years depending on when the club coach is appointed. Basically, the club coach term is from the time he is appointed to the end of that Toastmaster year plus one more Toastmaster year to reach distinguished status. Or it could be two full years. If they were appointed in July, then they would have two full Toastmaster years to complete their work on that club. Excellent. Now, I understand that there is a process to go through. We have in District 19 created an eight-step process. So we're four steps better than AA. (laughs) Oh, not a 12-step process. Okay. The first step in the process, the way we've defined it, is the, the newly appointed club coach would meet with the club officers. This is to allow the club coach to determine what he sees as the problem, or find out from the club officers, I mean, What's going on in the club? Are they attracting new members? Are they getting guests? Are they not getting guests? Are they driving guests away? Now, would he meet, or would she meet, I should say? It could be be a he or she. (laughs) Would the club coach meet with the entire executive? If that's what they want to do, that could be their club culture, is they meet as a body, or it could just be with the president, the vice president of education, or it could just be with people who are concerned about the club. Okay, so there's no hard and fast rule. Absolutely not. What are the club deems? Okay, that's great. One great thing about the Toastmasters organization is it's all about the members and meeting the members' needs. And that's why the members are at the top of the Toastmaster pyramid. Exactly. <laughs> okay. Okay, so the first step would be to meet with club officers. Great. Correct. And then once you've met with the club officers the club coach would establish goals and time frames. Now, the important things about goals is you don't set a goal like, we're going to be distinguished by the end of this Toastmaster year. That goal is too abstract. It's not real enough. You need something that is achievable. It's realizable. And you need time frames, like valid time frames. Something along the line of, we want to sign up one new member each month. But of course, ultimately the goal would be at the end of the period, whether it's be whether it be one or two years, is for the club to become distinguished, correct? Correct. That is correct. But that can't be your only goal. That can be a cumulative goal. Cumulative goal. Okay. Because of course being distinguished really means that the club is meeting the members' needs. Correct. Okay. So number one, meet with club officers. Second, establish goals and time frames. Correct. Okay, great. The next thing that we see as the step in the process would be to go to the club, attend meetings, and maybe even join the club. By joining the club, you're showing to that club that you are committed to help them. Okay. Is it a requirement to join the club? Absolutely not. But that's one more member. That's true. Or two more members if you have two club coaches. (laughs) So now you're halfway to, if you have two two club coaches, you're halfway to a goal. Yeah, that's true. Four members and then four new members. That's right. Exactly. Ah, clever. (laughs) Okay, so number three is join the club. Then you go, you attend meetings, and you observe. You kind of treat it as an area governor would treat a visit to the club. You observe the club culture. You see what they're doing. Maybe they're getting guests coming in, and maybe the guest is just sort of left to fend for themselves. 
maybe the guest comes week after week after week and nobody really engages them. Okay, so as a club coach, you wouldn't actually run the meeting. You would attend as a regular member, but also be an observer like an area governor. Exactly. You don't want to create the club in your own image, as it were. Now, what are some of the things that coaches can do in addition to just participating in the meetings? Well, one of the key things that a club coach does in the revival of a club is he brings new energy to the club, he or she. Excitement. Maybe just the level of enthusiasm has dropped off, and maybe what they need is a cheerleader. Somebody to come in and rah, 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 build up the spirits and get people re-energized. So almost like a general evaluator, he or she can look and see what the club's doing well and, and obviously offer feedback and praise on that and offer suggestions for improvement. I know one of the things we had talked about earlier was sometimes helping clubs just learn how to close the sale. Exactly. There, in fact, TI has a wonderful module called Closing the Sale. Perhaps something the club coach could do is realize, okay, the guests are coming, nobody's engaging them, and they're letting them slip away. Just to give them some ideas. Maybe this is something they haven't heard before. I'm sure there's a lot of Toastmasters material that's rated. There's actually the first class club coach module. That's the, I think it's, I was reading that. It's 218F that you can get on the Toastmasters International website. It's actually a training module for club coaches. Oh, excellent. Okay, so we meet with club officers. We establish goals and time frames. We join the club. We attend club meetings, so we're halfway there. One of the things that a club coach should really do is keep people informed. Now, by people, we want to keep the club executive informed of what's going on. We also want to keep the area governor informed because if you keep your area and your district officers involved, they can help bring in resources. They can help bring in visitors. They can come and do presentations. Keep them involved in the process, and that way they're there to assist you. In, in a large district such as 42, it's not possible for the district governor to visit every single club, but the district governor can be in contact with the area governor, who should be fairly, fairly close to the club, and have them going for an extra visit. That makes a lot of sense. Plus, by keeping the district informed, you're either directly or indirectly keeping other people informed. If something that you're doing is working really well, it could also be useful for other clubs as well that might be experiencing the same thing. Exactly. And their district officers aren't the only resource available to the club coach. There are lots of resources that are available. You already mentioned the first-class club coach training material, 218F, from the catalog. Another item from the catalog, something that every division governor should get, is how to rebuild a Toastmaster club. Item number 1158, and it's the outstanding price of a dollar for this manual. It is a great idea. It has a lot of great resources available. There's a lot of resources available online as well. Now, I think I did see that on the Toastmasters website. You could download it if you want. It's certainly worth having a print copy and also reduces the wear and tear on your <laughs> on your printer. Yes, and if you hold a district office such as an area, I'm not sure whether it's area governor or division. I think it's division governor gets how to rebuild a club and area governor gets how to build a club. So if you if you have a desire to obtain this for free, you could always become a district officer. So what are some of the other available tools that you can think of? Another one is perhaps something that the club is having a problem with is nobody really explained to them what the Distinguished Club program is all about. A lot of people see the DCP as, oh, it's just a series of goals and we're not competitive, so we don't care about that, so we're not going to pay any attention to it. What they don't realize is that the DCP actually is an indication of the health of the club. 
there is some training material available. It's, I believe it's item number 1111 from the catalog, the, the Distinguished Club Program and the Club Success Plan. And it tells you how to map out how to set these goals. Yeah, I remember going through that process when I took my first office at Sar- as Sergeant in Arms. I remember working with the president and the rest of the executive on the club success plan for the entire year. It also gave me credit towards one of my leader designations. Exactly. The advanced leader bronze, which has in it one of the steps you have to fulfill, is to work on a club success plan. It doesn't mean it has to be with your club. You could be the club coach giving this club aid and get credit for your ALB. It sounds like there are many resources out there. And also, feel free to talk to other districts. I know at our, our regional training, we met with six other districts, and one of the things that we talked about was what some of the successes were in, successes and challenges were in their district, and it's amazing what we can share because it seems that regardless as to where we are geographically, Toastmasters, a lot of Toastmasters around the world experience the same thing. There is a lot of commonality even in the diversity. Probably the most important step in the club coach program is the seventh and probably the most difficult step. Be patient. Nothing happens overnight. You're going to take a while to make your ideas for change be affected by the club. It will take them time to adopt them. It will take them time to integrate it into their normal club culture. Be patient. You're not going to have a bus stop outside of your club every night and say, hey, I've got five people here looking for a Toastmasters club. Can you help them out? But obviously, if you're patient, the challenges are certainly worthwhile with the potential success that you're going to have. Well, exactly. The potential success you're going to have is you will have taken a club from floundering to being distinguished. That actually sounds pretty exciting. It is. One of the strongest clubs we have in our district is one of the oldest. It is club number 386, Shibboleth Toastmasters. Our immediate past district governor, Lauren Toomson, is one of the keystones in that club. And that club was basically dead in the water. With Lauren Toomson and a couple of other key players taking the roles in the club, they brought it back from being almost gone to being a distinguished club. And they are distinguished year after year now. Wow, that must have been one huge party at the end of the two years. They just had their 60th celebration, I think it was. Wow. 60. Yep. It's more years than I've been around. (laughs) And they actually had a charter member attending. This was a huge party. And that brings me to the next point. Celebrate each success. If you're looking at the long-term goal of having your club being distinguished, become very frustrated, and then that can lead you to becoming ineffective as a club coach. Celebrate each success along the way, no matter how small. Hey, we signed up a new member today. Woohoo! I guess that's true. I guess you really need to take baby steps in in the path to recovery. Exactly. It's an old Chinese proverb that the journey of a thousand miles begins with a single step. Now, I know that many clubs reach the ultimate goal in terms of being distinguished, but I'm sure along the lines that perhaps there were some potential barriers for a club being rescued that are common among many clubs? Well, there are lots of potential barriers to rescuing a club. You can have preconceived ideas within the club. There are some of the old boy clubs that I've seen that feel they don't need any help. It's almost impossible to help somebody that does not want to be helped. So you're saying we've been at 12 for five years. We're happy to be at 12. We don't really want to go any further. Exactly. 
In fact, what can happen in this case, one of the clubs I have in this district, we need to have a little chat with them. They're not even really following the Toastmasters program. They're a Toastmasters club in name only. They don't want people to come in and, and do manual speeches. They don't. They're basically a coffee club. But to me, that would really, they would really become very static or very, what's the word I'm looking for? Stagnant. Yes, they would become very stagnant. There really wouldn't be any growth. It's almost like watching reruns of Gilligan's Island every week. You already know what's going to happen. Nothing new happens. Exactly. Another preconceived idea that the club could hold is, here comes the super Toastmaster that's going to fix everything overnight. That doesn't work because it takes time. I can just imagine that. So the new club coach comes in, President VP had said, oh, great. Now we don't have to do anything. We'll just sit back. But I'm sure there's the other side of it too, right? I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm kind of thinking the new club coach comes in with his own preconceived ideas. Oh, yes, absolutely. The club coach could come in with his own preconceived ideas, and that's also not a good situation. You know, you get this whole mentality of, I'm the new sheriff in town, and we're going to do things my way. That's not going to win a lot of friends or influence people. One of the things that I've seen in the past, too, is suppose that it's a corporate club that gets a club coach. Now, maybe the corporation that, when the club was chartered, there was somebody in HR that was a big believer of the Toastmasters organization and what they can do for their company. And suppose that person leaves and somebody else comes in and he's looking at it and saying, how come Bob's not at his desk at one o'clock every Tuesday? Well, Bob's in this Toastmasters meeting. Well, what are we spending this money on Toastmasters for if my people aren't back at their desk when they're supposed to be? And what you get is just sort of a hostile environment or an uncooperative environment from the company that was once supporting the club. I can certainly see that. So in that case, one, basically the, the club coach and the club together would probably have to try to convince or they'd have to go back to step one probably when they first started the club and, and show the benefits. Exactly. Show the benefits to the individuals, the club, and also to the, the corporation. Exactly. It's almost like doing a cold call when you're starting a club, going in and explaining how this, this organization can really benefit this company. Another problem that I've seen in the past is when you get division within the club. In other words, the club executives are on board. We need a club coach. We need to be distinguished. Members of the club who don't understand the whole distinguished club program aspect of things go, why do we need somebody to tell us how to do it? We've been going along fine for years, and yeah, we're not the strongest club, but we don't need this outside influence. And you get this division in the club that can cause a rift. It can drive members away. Or worse, it can drive guests away. Could be some members of the club really think a club coach is needed. Some members of the club don't feel they need one. Or maybe, don't, maybe they don't understand why they need one. And the way to work through this is, of course, to provide information to those people. Maybe have the club coach do a presentation on why I want to club, help coach this club back to being a distinguished club. If they ask about what is the universal solution to club coaching, there is no universal solution. Each club has its own unique set of problems. While some of the problems may be shared between clubs, each one seems to have its own unique problems, and they need to be handled in a unique fashion. So there is no one guaranteed universal solution to solving club coaching. Okay, so there's some, obviously there's some suggestions and there's some guidelines, and there's obviously pulling in experience from other places, but there's no sort of exactly follow these three steps and everything will be perfect. Exactly. There's no recipe. One of the things that a club coach really needs to do is he needs to demonstrate to the club that 
there are materials and resources available. And while this person doesn't know everything, he will have some ideas to help fix some of the problems within the club. And sometimes the potential barrier to success is a lack of knowledge and materials within the club. Can you give a couple of examples of that? For instance, one of the things that a club coach can do coming in from the outside is maybe he comes from a stronger club that has the entire successful club series set of modules, so he can come and present some of those modules. So one of the potential barriers to club rescue is the lack of knowledge, and I can certainly see sometimes a new coach coming into a club. The club doesn't seem to realize that they actually have any problems, and sometimes they don't know what questions to ask. (laughs) You don't know what you don't know. That's right. Sometimes they don't know what they don't know. Sometimes people don't want to be perceived as unknowledgeable by asking questions that they may feel are stupid questions. So any final thoughts on potential barriers to club rescue? Well, sometimes it's just simply the fact that a club can behave very similar to a new Toastmaster, not wanting to open their mouth, not wanting to feel that people are thinking that they may not know what they're doing, and could just be just a lack of knowledge and materials. So in that case, it's probably a good idea for the club coach to go in almost like your first mentor in your club and and almost or even like a doctor where you have a problem but you don't know how to explain that to the doctor and maybe the club coach would have to ask certain types of questions probing questions uh, preferably open-ended questions so that they're not just yes and no answers something that they can build on help really establish the brainstorming techniques in order to delve into what is the cause of the problem. This is great that you're mentioning these potential barriers. I mean, it's not really that you're looking at saying, well, here's some of the negative things that can happen, but these are some of the general things that you've seen that could hinder the club coach being able to do a good job and for the club to be able to move towards rebuilding. Exactly. And I also want to state very, very clearly that this is not a comprehensive list. There could be A lot of other things that I haven't even thought about to put in here. Some things that could come up at a club that I hadn't even considered before. Probably not a bad idea for people to speak with other club coaches. Or speak with other clubs that have had coaches and find out some of the things that they did. Yes, exactly. I understand, I know when we spoke earlier, you had mentioned that the officer manuals themselves have a lot of information. The officer's manuals are one of the key points to a successful club. And one of the things, the first thing a club coach should find out is have the officers actually read the manuals? Do they actually fully understand what their jobs entail? It could be that the vice president of membership has no idea that he should be out there recruiting or he should be talking to members as they come, guests as they come through the door. I know our statistician from D42, Reese Davies, he had said that there's a very high correlation between club officers that are trained and properly trained with the success of the actual clubs. Well, a lot of the time in this organization, what I have found are the people who complain the loudest about how things aren't working are the people who haven't been trained properly. That's probably true. I keep all my manuals. I highlight them. I dog-ear them. Matter of fact, I've kept all the officer manuals from all the different positions and roles that I've had. This has been a real eye-opening session. And so in terms of a club coach experience, what we're saying here is that regardless as to what level you're at, there's really no reason why you can't be a club coach. Exactly. As long as you're open, you're energetic, hardworking. Of course, it really helps that you are familiar with the Toastmasters program. 
Okay, Doug, well, this has been an extremely enlightening session, and it seems that although I have been a Toastmaster for seven years, I seem to learn something new every single time. So today we talked about the club coach experience, and what you're sharing with us is that there's really no reason why any member who is hardworking, objective, and that at least understands the Toastmaster program can actually be a club coach. One of the questions I, I didn't ask you was, can you be a club coach of your own club? It's recommended that the club coach come from outside the club, and that way there are no preconceived ideas coming forward with the coach. Now, there have been some rare instances where a club is geographically distant from other clubs, so the club coach could come from within in that situation. Or another possible example is when a club is a closed club. They don't have access to the outside as, as readily, so the club coach could come from within in that case. But those are, are exceptions, not the rule. Usually, TI prefers for your club coach to come from without the club. Obviously, you'd, you'd have a fresher perspective. Exactly. Okay, so, we're so, so first we're saying anybody could be a club coach. Second, very quickly, the requirements for the club program? Twelve or fewer paid members in your club. Club has to actually ask. Okay, and the district governor signs, and you can have... You can have two club coaches at a time, and they can be coaches for a period of up to two years. And, of course, we have the eight-step process, meet with the club officers, establish goals and time frames, join the club, attend club meetings, keep the district informed, use available tools, be patient, and one of the most important things... Celebrate every success. Celebrate every success. That's great. But also, we talked about realizing that there are some potential barriers to club rescue. And those are? Those were the, the Super Toastmaster is here to save us. The we don't, we don't need your help. And the I'm the new sheriff in these parts. But there could be many, many more. Of course, one must realize that there are potential barriers to club rescue. Ah, uh, but you can avoid them if you're aware of them. That's absolutely true. And of course, there is a plethora of rescue club rescue material that's available, Rebuilding Toastmaster program, etc., that you can get from the TI website or your area division governor. And don't be afraid to ask for help as a club coach. The club coach experience is rewarding on two fronts. It's rewarding to the club that helps be rebuilt. It's also rewarding to the club coach when he successfully gets credit towards his advanced leader silver. So it's a very rewarding experience the whole way around. Not to mention just the general feeling of helping somebody else. Well, it sounds pretty exciting. That It's an incredible opportunity to try some new things and to really make a difference. Absolutely. So, Doug, this has been an extremely enlightening experience. As I mentioned earlier, I seem to learn something new all the time. Any final thoughts or advice? Yes, if you're interested in being a club coach and you don't know how to proceed, you could talk to your club coach extension chair and if you don't know who that is, you could talk to your local district officer who could put you in touch with that person. Well, of course, you could talk to your lieutenant governor of marketing. Or if you're in Canada, you could talk to your lieutenant governor of marketing. Well, thank you very much, Doug, for that differentiation. I hope everyone out there has picked up some incredible tips on club coaching, and, and hopefully this might encourage you to become a club coach. I'd like to thank Doug Doughty from District 19, the District 19 governor, for spending some time with us today. My pleasure. Thank you, Doug, for sharing your experiences with us. 
Doug Doughty, District 19 Governor from Cedar Rapids, Iowa. That was the club coach experience. Doug Doughty from District 19 is certainly a wealth of knowledge and he was a pleasure to speak with. If you're interested in club coaching, again, contact your Lieutenant or Lieutenant Governor of Marketing. And please stay tuned for more episodes on club coaching because it's very, very important in Toastmasters. It also can open up a wealth of opportunities for you as a Toastmaster. This is Greg Gazin saying thank you for tuning in.